for breaking news. Yeah. U.S. news, world news, everything. And where news breaks. we got breaking news happening this morning. You don't want to turn away from us at all. Uh-huh. This is the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware. Uh-huh. Now on FM 1071. Oh, I had to come back to work to rest. <laughs> Whoa. I thought you're supposed to relax on two weeks off. Actually, you know, technically a, a week and a half, but... Oh, man, it's so good to be back here where I can <sighs> take a minute just to rest. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, Elaine. How are you? Good morning, Jimmy. How are you? Good morning, Don. How are y'all? All Everybody right. okay? Yes. Welcome back. Thank you. It's Welcome good to... back. I couldn't get here in time to put up the party streamers and whatever. You got here before me. So. And I noticed that you couldn't sell your wife on the fathead idea either. <laughs> that would look great on your refrigerator I, in Oregon. I can barely sell her on the normal size head I have now. <laughs> <laughs> what, are y'all, what are y'all talking about my fathead? This is... That's, that's mine. Not your fat head. Yes, yeah, we're not oh. talking about your fat head. Oh, we're I talking was, about Don's fat head over here. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It's beautiful. How I, you doing, I Jimmy? I'm tired. Yeah. Why? Why? Why are you tired, man? Did you work all weekend? I, I did two weeks. Oh, wow. And Straight then, through. And then yeah. tired. Just getting ready to leave for vacation. Yeah. So why is that so tiring? I, getting the house ready for the dog sitters, right? Isn't. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I hate it. Wait till you come back. You'll need another right? vacation just yeah. to relax from having a vacation. It's weird. It's what I and I, I have stories to tell, right? Because we did a uh, our travel company did a veterans cruise that was amazing. We have the pledge of allegiance for you, Jimmy. I'm going to get that to you, so we can play the pledge of allegiance from the veterans who were on the cruise. It was really a cool deal. We're going to do it again next year. I'll fill you all in. I'll tell you all this stuff a little bit later on. Okay. Okay. And then I'll tell you about Thanksgiving because that was nuts. Uh, it was, I mean, I just couldn't keep up with it. So did everybody have a good Thanksgiving? Everybody had a good Thanksgiving? Everybody ate till their heart was content, yep. right? Everybody is, yeah. are, are you 10 pounds heavier now, everybody? No, I didn't go that bad, but I had a very interesting Thanksgiving. Oh, did you? Yes. You want to tell us a story later? Off air. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sorry. <laughs> there's some on-air stories and yeah. some off-air stories. Right. And since he said interesting and he's a celibate man, I have no idea what he's talking about. Well, we'll find out. Here's the thing about that, though. Yeah. It starts as an off-air story. Right. But eventually it ends right. up on the air. Well, so. we find a way. Yeah. We, you know, we, we all, squeeze it a, into the conversation. It, where there's a will, there's a way. We have to figure out a way to sanitize most of it. And, and we will. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not going to leave anybody out. No. And you guys will hear the story. We, of have, his to, interesting we have to figure out how to edit this thing, and then <laughs> and it, we'll let you know. We're not going to offend anybody. That's right. Well, <laughs> well, well, it does involve the Nicaraguans. So, oh, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I went to Nicaragua. I was there, and I went to Honduras. I was in Honduras, and I'll tell you more about that. I played with the monkeys in Honduras, and the monkeys played with me and the sloths, too. So I'll fill you in on all that a little bit later. Okay, cool. So today's Cyber Monday. I did want to mention that. Uh, Although Friday was not Black Friday, it was Cyber Friday, and we're going to talk about that. But listen, i got to start with Pop, okay? Uh, Can we just start with this guy? Uh, I I don't know how much you guys have followed this since everybody was unplugged from the news. Followed it. But here we go with Greg Popovich as uh, Kawhi Leonard was at the line the other night shooting free throws, and the fans in San Antonio were booing Kawhi, and Pop couldn't stand it any longer, so he grabs the house mic at the former AT&T Center, now Frost Bank Plaza, and uh, this is what he yells at the crowd. Excuse me for a second. Pops Can on the mic. Can we stop all the booing let these guys play? It's our own class. It's not who we are. Knock off the booing. Okay. It's not. No class. 
to knock off the booing, it's not who we are. Now, yes, there, it there, is. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's several things to point out about this. First of all, Kawhi gave us the royal one before he left, okay? Right. So the fans here are not going to get over it. That's number one. But does anybody other than me see the irony in the rudest man in the Spurs organization and the rudest individual in all of the NBA? That happens to be Greg Popovich telling people, <laughs> telling basketball fans to not be rude. Does any? Am I the only one who sees that irony? No, a lot no. of people did on my deal. <laughs> yes. It was brought up by sports pastors, uh, our own Rudy J brought up the point of, well, we've let Pop do whatever he's wanted to do and treat people how he's wanted to treat them since 96. Which has been awful. And I have to agree with Rudy J. Yeah, it's been awful. I mean, the whole time he's been here, he has been very rude. I mean, he was rude to our own Chris Glasgow who was down there to ask questions after a Spurs game one night, and he you know, he yelled at him several times. He's been rude to everybody in the media at one time or the other. I mean, he's he, okay, I'm going to say it. He's a jerk, okay? He's a total jerk. You said it nicer than I did. Well, online. I mean, you know, I wouldn't, you know. But, uh, you know, so plus, okay, now here's the other thing. They're 3-14. and 14. You just said the worst record in the NBA, 3-14. Mm-hmm. and 14. Right. You know, Pop, you might want to pay attention to what the boys are doing and not what the fans are doing. <laughs> it's not important what the fans are doing. What's important is what your boys on the court are doing, and they excuse the word they suck, okay? And really, I, I talked about this a long time ago, but when he started to go po- political, I said you cannot do that because you have to, and I know professional sports extremely well, you have to focus every bit of your energy and attention on your game. That's why this thing with Travis Kelsey is going to hurt, and Taylor Swift is going to hurt Kansas City in the long run. It's going to hurt them this year. It already has. And this thing with Pop, it started when he got political, took his eyes off the ball. And the other thing that happened, and I'm really going to upset a lot of you Spurs fans, which I don't think we have many that listen to this show. Um, he's mediocre. I know. He walks on water. I know he can part the Red Sea. I know you people can make you people think he can make it rain frogs from the sky. But let me tell you, he's never been that good. Oh wait a minute! No, 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 never, no, no, no. never, no. He's never been that good. He is mediocre at best. And here's why I say that: he had. The most unbelievable talent on planet Earth here. That's what carried him through to the legendary status, the Hall of Fame status that he has now. The fact that he had Tim Duncan. I'm going to tell you I'll something, Jimmy. Back. I'll push back on that. I- I'm going to tell you right now. You could have had Tim Duncan playing for you, and you'd be a legendary coach I wouldn't right have, now. I wouldn't have five rings. Yeah, you would. No. Yeah, you would. I, I disagree. Well, okay, you can disagree. I'm just, and, and I disagree with you. <laughs> you, you. You got Tim Duncan. You got number five zero. You got number nine, and you got uh, number twenty playing all for you. Okay, there is no way that you don't get all the rings that he's got. There's no way you don't. I'll agree that he's mediocre now. Um, but I'll push back on previously. The guy knows how to coach uh, Kobe Bryant. So Phil Jackson's and was a mediocre coach. No, I didn't say you, that. I know you have to have a good coach with talent. There's been plenty of talent, uh, but I'll say now he is mediocre. And if he leaves and doesn't fulfill his contract and retires, I'm cool. Yeah, 
No, well, uh, and I, I, for me, I don't care one way or the other. What, <laughs> what I, and I don't care if he stays for the rest of forever or if he leaves. I, I hope I, he doesn't. I, it doesn't matter to me. I really don't care one way or the other. But it just the the irony of the fact that the rudest person in the NBA and most certainly the rudest guy at the Spurs organization and a lot of people down there. Yeah. They're really nice. Tom Sweet James people. is yeah, very nice. Fantastic guy. Uh, they're they're all really good quality. Not all, but they're all you know pretty quality people. He's the rudest guy in the organization, screaming at the audience to not be rude. He <laughs> he insulted the city. Oh. He, he insulted the city, and the city's done with yeah. him. You know what it reminded me of? What was that Adam Sandler movie where they were? It was it the Longest Yard where they were the the prison football yes. team? Yeah. And the scene where uh, Kevin Nash's character steroids got mixed up with uh, estrogen, His and everybody was pills. booing him, and he's like, "Both teams are trying really hard." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can't right. you can't tell us what to do. We get to we get the right to boo whoever we want because we pay for the ticket in that seat. Right? Of course, absolutely. That ain't going to fly in New York, Boston, or Philly, well, where you oh get to tell God. the crowd. Can you imagine that he had tried that at the you know, typical Boston, liberal that, that wants you to shut up and not have your own First Amendment rights? I'm typical done. liberal. I'm done with pop. Well, I, you know, and we'll see if the Spurs. I, 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 he's going to be there as long as he wants to be there. The Spurs are never going to make a change there. He'll be there forevermore. But when you've got the most sought-after player in the NBA for twenty years, twenty years. Mm-hmm. And your your record is three and fourteen. Uh, it's on you, buddy. It's on you. Don't pay attention to what the fans are doing. You need to pay attention to what your team's doing. So uh, that one was news while we were gone. The mm-hmm. other one was Derek Chauvin got stabbed. Has anybody been talking about the fall of Minneapolis? No. I, I can see a bunch of blank stares at me. No, and I was just there two weeks ago. Nobody. Nobody. I'm talking about the wonderful incredible documentary that came out oh, oh sorry. about 10 days ago 12 days is i haven't seen it no. oh, 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 oh. well let me just put it this way and then we'll take a break because uh, I'll, I'll get into it some more after the remember, break remember we had a substitute teacher so yeah well like let me tell you what asking us did you guys see this well <laughs> let, let me t- let me tell you what uh, the fall of minneapolis is a is a doc i watched it i think i told you yesterday was it saturday or whenever it was uh, it's by Liz Collins, called The Fall of Minneapolis. The Fall of Minneapolis. The Fall of Minneapolis. Get to YouTube and watch it before they take it down. Because they're going to take it down. Uh, it presents another side of the facts in the George Floyd case, including the autopsy report that was well known. And I don't want to give it all away because I want to do this after the break, but the autopsy report that was well known that he did not die from asphyxiation. That's not what killed him. It wasn't a knee on his neck. It was a knee on his back. But that's not why he died. So I'll tell you more about that. Coming back, Trey Ware, KTSA. What I know about courage, I learned. FM 1071. Thank you, sir. It's 521. Trey Ware here, KTSA, back at it for Monday. What is, what is today's date, anyway? It's the 27th of November, December 1, coming right up. Uh, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. The doors are always open. The phones are ready for your call right now. 210-599-5555. Uh, news feed was, uh, was full of pop, of course, and then uh, Dolly Parton. And I thought she done good, and we're going to talk about that, okay? But that that seemed to have split the entire world right down the middle, the whole Dolly Parton performance the other day. All right, so back to Derek Chauvin. If you don't know who he is, the police officer that kneeled on uh, on George Floyd. George Floyd died, and there is a brand-new documentary that is out that purports and shows the actual autopsy of George Floyd. 
that George Floyd did not die from asphyxiation. There were no injuries to George Floyd's neck anywhere. And as they showed in the fall of Minneapolis, the fall of Minneapolis, as they showed, Chauvin was actually kneeling on his back, on his shoulder and back, instead of his neck. That was an approved move, by the way. It was a trained move. And it was one that all Minneapolis cops were trained in, but that information was not allowed into the court by the judge who worked at one time with the prosecution before he became a judge. He was on the prosecution team, and he had a vested interest in the prosecution winning the case against Derek Chauvin. This is all coming out in the fall of Minneapolis. Now, look. You can watch it for yourself, and you can draw your own conclusions. I'm not going to try to draw a conclusion and put it into your head. I'm just going to tell you what they had to say in this in this documentary, showing the actual documents that were withheld that said the man was on methamphetamine like four times what you can survive on meth, that he had crack rocks in his mouth and they showed the video of the, of the crack in his mouth when one of the officers went up to the vehicle and told him to show me your hands and he opened his mouth and started screaming at me don't shoot me man don't shoot me i just lost my mama his mama had died in 2017 he didn't just lose his mama and then uh fentanyl Deadly, deadly deadly amounts of fentanyl were in his system when all of that went down but see that didn't matter all that mattered, two things were going on. And the number one thing that, that this was taken over by the Democrats, the number one reason it was pushed by the Democrats, this whole story about George Floyd was killed by Derek Chauvin and all that, the whole reason was Donald Trump. That they had to create something that would get young blacks interested in the process. Because if you remember, young blacks were being treated well in the Trump years. They were going to work. They were making good money. The uh, interest rates were low, so they were able to buy stuff. And they had to engage them into Democrat politics. So one of the ways that they did that was they pushed this whole story, this whole narrative that this guy out and out killed uh, George Floyd, and this is happening all across America. Let America burn, and they encouraged its burning. In fact, Maxine Waters went to the courthouse when the trial was going on, and she said, we expect a guilty verdict, and if you don't get one, more rioting needs to happen in the streets. Joe Biden said the exact same thing, that he was expecting and hoping for a guilty verdict, that there should have been a change in venue. A lot of stuff, a lot of balls were dropped. A lot of things were done on purpose to make sure they got the outcome that they got for Derek Chauvin to go to prison, and then they could push this whole idea that all cops are racist, all cops are white supremacists, all cops are hunting black people on the streets. So the, the fall of Minneapolis is the name of the, uh, uh, of the documentary. It's available, as last I checked last night, it was still available on YouTube. It's an hour and, I think, 42 minutes, something like that, and it's worth it. I watched every second of it. Um, and it... it it does expose a dark side to a lot of this stuff that was going on at that time and the political ramifications and the political reasons that that was going on. And so he was stabbed over the weekend. The uh, Derek Chauvin was. They had to employ 
life-saving measures. Now, he is stable as the last that we heard, but do you know that when he was stabbed, they didn't even call his mama, they didn't call his attorney, they didn't tell anybody. The, the prison did not let anybody know that he had been stabbed in prison. My belief is, my personal belief is, people want him dead. They want him at Epstein because once the truth starts coming out and once the exposure to this starts to happen and more and more people across the country start to hear the truth about all of this, they need him gone so it goes away. And that's exactly what I think is happening here. That It's an Epstein deal. It's another one of those deals where they're going to try to get rid of this guy. Uh, so, uh, and, 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 you know, how he is not the most protected prisoner in our system right now, like, like Epstein uh, should have been, it, there's only one answer for that. And the answer is people want him harmed. <laughs> That's the answer. If they got Epstein killed, I believe, and I think the same thing happened here with Chauvin uh, over the weekend being stabbed and, uh, and almost killed. Uh, and by the way, uh, just on a political front real quick here, another story. Uh, Joe Biden spent the night last night apologizing to Hamas. Hamas. Joe Biden said he was sorry for questioning their death toll numbers out of Gaza. I'm really sorry. I'm disappointed in myself. He told the terrorist organization Hamas. They are a terrorist organization. They are worse than Al-Qaeda. They are worse than than uh, ISIS. They are worse than the guys who flew the planes into the buildings. These are guys who kill little children. And the atrocities that they pulled off against the Jews on October 7th, it's trying to be whitewashed now by the President of the United States. And why did he apologize? Well, his boss is Barack Hussein Obama. So Joe Biden, the President of the United States, taking a bow and kneeling before a terrorist organization, the worst terrorist organization in, a, in the world right now, Hamas, telling them, I'm so sorry I ever questioned what you had to say about the numbers of dead people. Wow. Again, what's upside down? Everything is upside down. What's up is down and down is up. 528, Trey Ware, KTSA. Summer is over, and now we're into the unpredictable weather of autumn here in South Texas. Now, before things really get interesting in the winter, you may want to think about the impact the past few months have had on your roof. We had that intense heat all summer long. Now we're at the period of time where we get rain one day, then it's really hot the next, then it dips to just below freezing or just above freezing overnight, and you can only imagine the impact that's having on your roof. It all starts with a call to Walton Roofing, a company that's been around since 1961, building Texas tough roofs all over the state. They want to help you out. You can get it rolling with a free roof inspection. They'll have somebody there, usually within a day, to climb up on your house, take a look to see what's going on up there. If there are any concerns, they'll talk to you about it. And if there needs to be some repairs and insurance will cover it, great, good for you. They'll help you out with the insurance paperwork. If not, well, there are some tremendous financing options for you as well. Give them a call today, 210-272-ROOF, Walton Roofing Company. They'll line up that free roof inspection and send over a roofing expert right away. Walton Roofing Company, proudly serving Texas homeowners since 1961. The Black Friday sale was a huge success. Say FM 1071, the Treyware page, KTSA.com. 210-599-5555-210-599-5555. Yes, sir? Oh, you looked over at me. I thought you... Yeah. You know what I was going to do? I want to talk a little bit about Cyber Monday and Cyber Friday. Anybody okay. want to help me with any of this, Cyber Monday stuff? Because today is officially what they call Cyber Monday, right? Yeah, that's right. 
But okay. Friday's Black Friday, right? Yeah. That's turned into Cyber Friday. Definitely. Okay, so I told Elaine I'm walking funny because I went bowling Friday. Okay. I'm sore still. I don't, I don't want to know the rest of that story. <laughs> that explains well, It's so just much. bowling and being over 50. <laughs> but it was at the uh, at the rim. We did the bowling barrel at the rim, and I said, what are we doing on Black Friday going bowling at the shopping mall? Yeah, right. There was nobody there. Nobody there. See, here's the thing. Everybody has decided they're going to do it online. Right. Uh, that's what I've been doing. So I'm watching the story up here, and it's talking about record-setting Black Friday, you know, one of these liberal outlets. Record-setting, unbelievable, man. It's just unbelievable how many people went out, how much money. It was all online. Nobody got up. I remember the days, because we used to send Liz out when we had people working here. We would send her over there to uh, Target, like, at 5 a.m. She could stand there, and there would be a line of people outside of Target waiting to get in. And she would stand there and interview all those people and then go in and see what they were shopping for. And she'd get knocked down. We did it all on the air. It sounded That's really great. That's what I was telling Ralph, that uh, we would usually work on Thanksgiving. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we and worked on Thanksgiving. And then the yeah. next day, yeah. Liz would be at that Target like at 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and so they didn't have automation systems at that time, so we all had to work, right? Yeah. I mean, we all did it, right? Right. So anyway, yeah. Uh, so this Friday, you know comes Black Friday, and nobody shows up into the stores. <laughs> so I was watching these videos online of them, like, opening the doors of these major retailers like Target, and there'd be, like, four or five people standing yeah. out front. There was <laughs> plenty of parking at the rim. Was there, there was really? nobody there. Okay. I was shocked. There you go. But there there was a lot of people that were doing a lot of shopping online uh, on Friday, and they tell us they did. It was up 52% over last uh, right. la- la- last Black Friday. Makes sense. The online stuff yeah. was up 52%. I got to tell you guys. That just, to me, that's the only way to go these days. Um, I, I used to really enjoy the shopping experience because with our schedule the way it is, I'm able to go on a Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. when nobody else is there. It's just part of, you know, it, you know what? It's a reward for getting up at midnight every night. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that is. So Nancy and I, we always talk about we're going to go to the store Tuesday at 10 a.m. because nobody else is there. And we take our time. We go up and down all the aisles, and it's really a good time for us to be together, right, to talk to each other and all that kind of stuff. And to get out of the house together gives us something to do. I know we sound like we're blue-haireds, but, you know, you get to a point in your relationship where that's kind of an exciting thing to do. (laughs) (laughs) I hate to tell you, but it's it's a fact, man. That's an exciting thing to do. You went from closing places down to opening them up. (laughs) I'm telling you, man. How'd that happen? But uh, now I like to point, click, and have it have it brought to me. And I've got here's what I did before we went on the cruise. I went to a couple of stores and I grabbed some clothes. Everybody does that before they're going to travel. Well, I'm taking them all back because I didn't wear any of them and they don't fit right and I don't like the actual way they look and all that kind of stuff. I am dreading taking those clothes back and going to that counter inside the store where you got to wait in this long line and you got to somebody in a vest is going to be there to you know tag everything and to scan it back in. Okay, we'll put this on your credit card. It'll show up in four days back on your credit card and all that kind of stuff after you wait in line forever. Mm-hmm. Where now, when you order something online, like at Amazon or a Walmart online or whatever, if you want to take it back, you simply point, click, punch the button, and drop it off at the UPS store. That's all you got to do. Yeah. So they've made, my, my point is, they have made the shopping experience so easy uh, that any dummy can do it. I'm proof of that. And it's I don't have to get up, get up. I don't have to fight for a parking space. 
I don't have to think about a parking space. I don't have to use any gasoline to go. I got nothing to do but just point and click, and they bring it right to the front door. I got to tell you, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. A lot of people are. Oh, yeah, obviously. A lot of people have been doing that these days. Yeah. Well, that's why Friday was – it's it's changing from Black Friday to Cyber Friday. And this whole thing eventually – you know what I think is going to – and I was telling Nancy this the other day. I said, you know what's going to happen with these stores? We were at Walmart because we were doing all the pre-Thanksgiving shopping. I said, you know, these Walmart stores everywhere, they're going to become nothing but warehouse locations. Yeah, distribution centers. That's it. That's all they're going to be. And they're going to beat Amazon on that in that – They'll have it to you in a couple of minutes. They'll bring it to your front. If you want it and you need it, they'll bring it to your front door in a couple of minutes because they've got a store right around the corner from everybody in America. And Plus, it's a lot more difficult to do a smash and grab at a warehouse right. than a storefront. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Store yeah. And, you know, the, the thing is, you go in, I've just used Walmart as an example, but you could apply this to a lot of different stores. The store is full. HEB is another prime example. The store now is full of their own employees taking it off the rack, putting it into a cart so that they can deliver right. it to people, right? Yeah, or people can pick it up. Yes, right. See a lot of that. That's a huge thing. Well, wait until they have little robots that are running around doing that. You know, and they don't have to pay people to actually do that job anymore. Mm-hmm. And every one of those stores becomes a distribution warehouse for all the stuff that they're selling. Walmart is serious about going after uh, Amazon, and they're doing it with yeah. those stores like that. Right. And, and then back to the whole cyber thing. Yeah. Why would a mom want to take – I remember being the pain in my mom's butt when she was trying to shop and she's trying to keep an eye on me. Now – they can do it at home, yeah. keep the kid in the room, the kid's on the iPad, yeah. and less stress for the mom. Absolutely right. You don't have to worry about dragging the kids around or, Mommy, I want this, or Mommy. And nope, uh-uh, sorry, click, click, point, it's there, it's at the front door in no time at all. And if there's a problem with it, I can take it right back and drop it off at the UPS store, and they do all the work. Mm-hmm. They do all the scan, and the money is applied right away. You get your money right away. So. And Kohl's is also another yeah, place you can, can do it. it. Back there, there are a couple of places yeah. you can bring your. Yeah, it's true. It's so easy. Yeah. True, I love it. I do too. Uh, Jaime, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning, Jaime. How are you? Hey, good morning. Glad you're back. Um, I think his name is James. Is your is your the guys with you right now? I I agree with you, and I disagree with him about Coach Popovich. Oh, okay. he, is, he, he is not. He is not a good coach. He is not a great coach because it goes. For example, as soon as his star players left, the team the team went back down. I mean, before they were there, the team was down, and then when he took he when they got the Tim Duncan and all those other top players, David Robinson, you know, it, it just it went downhill. And he's he's been nothing but a crybaby his whole time. I mean, he likes to just disrespect us completely, and then all of a sudden because. His little baby, he loves Kawhi for some reason. He has this weakness for him or something, and he pretty much probably orchestrated the the Kawhi just not playing the rest of the time so he can move to a different team or something because he knew that it wasn't going to be a great team no more. He knew it wasn't going to be what it was. Coach has ne- that coach has I-, I can't stand him for nothing. Yeah, nothing. He, he needs to stay out political, and he needs he needed he he was a VP, and he should have never went into the coaching era. 
you know, but he, he took it over because he knew what was going to happen with David Robinson. There you go. You got it. Uh, Jaime, thank you very much. Uh, what he's talking about is uh, Pop yelling and hollering at the, at the audience. Uh, let's go ahead and play it, Jimmy, and then we'll talk some more about it on, on the other side of the break. Go ahead and roll what Pop did the other night. Uh, let, let me just set it up. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, you know, obviously got traded and got sent out of here, and uh, and, and he really messed over the fans, uh, Spur, true diehard Spurs fans, because he um, – you know, he sat out with a with an injury that really, you know, everybody's like, it's not really an injury. And then the first minute he gets, he gets this unbelievable trade deal. And Pop went and begged for him to stay. All this stuff was going on. So when he was shooting free throws the other night, he was booed by the Spurs fans. And Popovich grabs the house mic inside the AT&T Center, now Frost Bank Center, does this whole thing about, you guys quit booing. Listen. Excuse me for a second. Pops Can on the mic. we stop all the booing and let these guys play? It's got all class. It's not who we are. Knock off the booing. Knock off the booing. So uh, one, one quick thing about that. For, for, well, two quick things. First of all, uh, it's ironic that the rudest man in the NBA and in the Spurs organization is telling the fans to not be rude. That's just the, the height of chutzpah, idiocy, uh, irony, and, and so on. So uh, th- that's the first thing. Second thing is, Pop better pay attention to what's happening on the court, not what's happening in the stands. Because <laughs> what's happening on the court, they're three and fourteen, Pop, and you got the number one guy on planet Earth, the best basketball player on planet Earth, is here, and you're more concerned about booze from the audience. He just expects that everybody's going to do what he says, and I ain't one of them, baby. I'm not going to do what that man says. Now I'm not a booer, you know. I just think it's just kind of silly. But you know, if you are, it's your business and none of his. <laughs> you know. So bye-bye, Pop. Back in a minute. Trey Ware, KTSA. Hi, Danny Bowes here from Southwest Metal Roofing System. And now at KTSA. So um, just wrap up a couple things on the on the Pop thing real quick. Um, first of all, he expects everybody else is going to kowtow to him and do whatever he tells them to do. That's why he's quite comfortable in yelling at the audience. He's the rudest guy in the NBA. Uh, he calls out media members all the time, treats media like trash all the time, uh, has been doing it ever since he got here, and, uh, and, and, and the people of San Antonio have allowed that to go on because he had a winning team. And, and I just contend that the reason he had a winning team is because he had players that R.C. Buford was willing to go and get, and R.C. Buford brought those players to San Antonio, and when those players started to show up, Pop could not get rid of Bob Hill soon enough so that he could take the glory of what those players did. Everybody from David Robinson to Tim Duncan and everybody in between, Manu and and all of them, did a phenomenal job for the San Antonio Spurs. And Greg Popovich fired Bob Hill and put himself in that position so he could take the credit for it. That's the kind of guy he is, okay? He's not a good coach. Uh, He just had some guys that knew what they were doing. And they did a fantastic job, and they brought five rings to San Antonio, and uh, and and it was all on the backs of those guys, and not Greg Popovich. And now that he doesn't have those guys, he's three and fourteen. That's who. That's the real Greg Popovich, and he expects everybody to do what he has, what what he wants them to do, and and that's not how San Antonio rolls. So, bye, Pop. See ya. All right, so um, on Friday, actually beginning Thursday afternoon and lasting all day Friday, Dolly Parton was was the thing on all the news feeds. She did the halftime show on a butt-kicking that the Dallas Cowboys administered to the commanders. 
Now, before you say, well, it was the Commanders, uh, no, the Commanders are a decent football team, all right? The Dallas Cowboys are looking pretty darn good right now. They really are. And that that shellacking 45-10 was unbelievable on a Thanksgiving day. So uh, the Cowboys just might have some legitimacy to them right now. I'm not going to put all of my eggs in their basket, but they might have some legitimacy to them. I think you're still looking at the NFC uh, team last night. Uh, wearing green. I think they're still yeah. going to be it. I think those guys who wear red from the middle part of the country are going to be there again <laughs> this year. I think. We'll yeah. see. Anything could happen. Huh? Anything can happen. Anything can That's happen. That's why they played the game. That's right. Exactly yeah, right. Jacksonville looked pretty good yesterday. They looked okay. Yeah. Uh, Miami is the Miami, other AFC yeah, team. Yeah. I, th- I think they are the hey, other. Don't Baltimore. Baltimore looking pretty good. Well, they're they're pretty good, but they're, they're on one guy right now. Yeah. And if anything happens to him, right. they're in trouble. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, but what happened at halftime during the Cowboy game was Dolly Parton, 77 years old, put on a Cowboy cheerleader uniform and sang 9 to 5 and Jolene and We Are the Champions. Okay. Uh, and, of course, if you looked on everybody's news feed, including mine, because all I did on my news feed was I put Dolly exclamation mark. That's all I did. Because what I didn't want to do was put it out there either way. I wanted to see what people's reaction were going to be. And everybody was split right down the middle. All right, so some of the people thought, oh, man, that's awesome. She did great, and I thought she did great. I, I really did. Uh, she didn't look slutty uh, in the cowboy uh, uniform, cheerleader uniform. No, she looked great. She looked great. She looked better than some of the cow- cowboy cheerleaders look because yeah. they showed them too, and she looked ac- actually better than them. Uh, she's 77, so people are like, well, she kept hanging on to the star up there on the – well, yeah, I would hang on to the star too, and I'm you know quite a bit younger than her. So she's a sweetheart from every indication, everybody that I've ever known in entertainment that has crossed paths with her, and I've only talked to her a few times, okay? So we're not, you know, beer-drinking buddies by any stretch of the imagination. She has been super – the only person that's been equal in sweetness to me was Loretta Lynn. Okay. So they're cut from the same cloth, and Dolly's so sweet, and she has helped so many people in this industry. What about Elaine? Elaine. She's always sweet to you, too. She's an entertainer from the word go. She is the sweetest woman. Yes, she is. I worked the CMAs one time, and she was walking backstage at the Opry, and she's just the most adorable, kind. That's right. Not conceited. Exactly. Not uh, Beyonce'd out. Yeah. And she's... She's great. And you know the thing about her? She's like Elvis. She's, all you got to do is say her first name. Yeah. Right. right? True. The yeah. other thing about her is if you want to look at her without makeup, you won't recognize her because she looks completely different without makeup right. in the and wig. She, she, she says it. Oh, yeah. You're not going to look. No, no. And she goes. to look this cheap. Yeah. And she goes to dinner at, in, in Nashville. Nobody knows it's her. She got red hair and round glasses. Go ahead, Jimmy. You were going to say something. Oh, there was a lot of confused young boys at halftime. Is that what it was? <laughs> well, they didn't know what to think because she looked hot and she's 77, and I bet yeah. they were confused. Around 13 years old, they didn't know what to think. <laughs> well, hot, than my grandma. I know, knows. and she looked great. Hotness knows no age, <laughs> as far true. as I'm concerned. But it confused the 13-year-old boys, in my opinion. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure it did. I'm sure there's plenty <laughs> didn't, out there that didn't know what the heck they were thinking. Didn't confuse me. Right. Okay, yeah. anyone, was the, they didn't leak. Elaine, did you hear anything about her going to wear the uh, cheerleaders? Yeah. yeah, they kept that a secret. It was amazing. That was a big shock. She out. was there all week, and because she was doing all kinds of stuff for Salvation Army and these, you know, all they these videos. Kept she's that on. under lock and key. Didn't tell anybody. In, in, in fact, they didn't really tell anybody that she was doing the halftime show. 
there was some indication that she was going to, but they really didn't get into that leading up to the to the show. So anyway, everybody wanted to comment on Dolly Parton. I thought she looked great. I thought she sounded great. Whether it was lip sync or not, I don't really don't care. I, I think it was wonderful, and so good on her. She's got the hutz, but a lot of the people lip sync because they can't hear. Absolutely, yeah, that's you, a big room to well, be playing. You know, yeah. Some of you guys have done this, and I have both spoken in uh, stadiums and also sung in stadiums. By the time it gets back to you, it's four or five seconds later. Yeah. It's almost that's an true. impossibility. Right. That a Star Spangled Banner we play from from Chris Stapleton is amazing that he was able to do that because of the return. It's called a return. Yeah. yeah. You speak it or you sing it, and four or five seconds later, you're hearing it back. Yeah. And, and even if you're wearing the earbuds, it's still you hear it through the earbuds. Yeah, so it's a, just still built. It still filters in. It sure does. So you know, I, I have no problem with what Dolly did. Good on her. Congratulations to her, and, and congratulations to the San Antonio uh, or, or to the Dallas Cowboys. By the way, Donald Trump went to a football game over the weekend. I'm going to tell you how that went. And Trump death porn. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you about that coming up as well. Trey Ware, KTSA. This is Martin Bomba. Har- FM 1071. And away we go. It's uh, 607. Good morning. It's the uh, 27th of November. It's Monday. Most everybody getting back to work. Most everybody getting back to to school for the kiddos, and uh, and it's good to be back myself. And I got some stories I'll share with you a little bit later on this morning about uh, what I've been doing the past uh, couple of weeks off. And thanks you, uh, thanks to Sean for getting up uh, so in in the middle of the night and coming in and uh, and doing the early gig here, and uh, and JD and everybody for for covering for the past couple of weeks. Uh, okay, so just to wrap up the pop thing, we're, 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 this is going to be a continuing subject, but I'm getting some feedback now. Jerry just emailed me, Aloha, Trey. I was at the game, and the poor excuse for a coach had the audacity. This man has never been a good coach. Also, just because Vladimir Popovich... <laughs> Was dealt four aces doesn't make him a good poker player. Jimmy from TR81. Jimmy TR81. I bet I know you. I was TR82. I had to have known you somewhere along the way, Jimmy. Anyway, thanks for uh, sending that over. Oh, and Arch Manning looked pretty good. Uh, They got him in in the third quarter for the UT uh, guys, and uh, he didn't look bad at all. Donald Trump went to a college game over the weekend. He went to South Carolina, where Clemson and South Carolina we're going after it. What's significant about that? Who cares? Well, two things. First of all, Nikki Haley's home territory. And second of all, man, what a rock star welcome Donald Trump got at that game. It's another example of how much uh, people are missing him. Uh, they were screaming and jumping up and down, just going absolutely, the stadium full of people, just going crazy uh, for Donald Trump. And he was there handing out pop boxes of popcorn and smiling and fist bumping and doing the typical Trump little dance thing and everything else. Meanwhile, Business Insider, guy by the name of Sonam Sheath, writing in Business Insider on Saturday, this is what's going to happen when Trump dies. Say what? Here's what happens if Donald Trump dies while running in the 2024 presidential election. Business Insider. Trump death porn. That's what it's called. They're having fantasies of Donald Trump dying before the election next year. First, it was Democrat Dan Goldman who said that Trump needs to be eliminated, and now Business Insider is fantasizing about what his death would do to the primary. 
Now, um, I have mentioned before Tucker Carlson, and then Tucker mentioned it after I did, that the way banana Republicans, uh, Republicans, the, the way banana Republicans handle things is persecute your enemy, prosecute your enemy, assassinate your enemy. Whether you're talking about Stalin or Mao or any of them, this is what they have always done when you're talking about socialists, communists, banana republics. There is no doubt in my mind that there are those on the Democrat side who have fantasies about eliminating Donald Trump, permanently eliminating Donald Trump. But this is the first time that a newspaper has engaged in this, and their whole thing was, well, what, what will the Republicans do if Donald Trump dies now? And here's what the Republicans would do if he dies before the primary season. And here's what happens if he dies during the primary season. I've been following politics a very long time. My dad, as you well know, those of you who remember him on the radio for 60 years in San Antonio, was politically minded, so I grew up at the knee of a conservative, politically minded person. We studied politics. We paid attention to what was going on with politics on all sides and on all fronts around my house. I would venture to tell you that if there was ever a time that a newspaper or a news organization was getting into something like what Business Insider did over the weekend, I would know about it. Never happened. They have never sat down that that I can find record of and speculated. Let's just let's just take Joe Biden as an example. We all see Joe Biden's ill health. We all see it. Every one of us does, whether you admit it or not. Democrats, Republicans, left, right, middle, I don't care. Anybody can look at Joe Biden. I don't care how much they edit. I saw ABC this morning. They had edited it. They cleaned up a bunch of stuff that he had you know, said over the weekend that sounded horrible, and they cleaned it all up, made him sound like he was coherent. They always cut out the incoherent stuff. But they, they have never sat down and said, well, if Joe Biden dies any time now, uh, this is what's going to happen on the Democrat side. But they're sure doing it on the Republican side with Donald Trump. Now, y- you take the business insider who, you know, I used to read pretty regularly with a big grain of salt because th- th- another story they had of this weekend, people are leaving Texas in droves. People are getting out of Texas as quickly as they possibly can because it's too hot. Let's talk to a couple of them. One anonymous person said, it's so hot in Texas, I need to leave. Another anonymous person said, there's too many people here, and I need to leave. All these anonymous people, that's what they were talking about, all these anonymous people in their article. And then they wrapped up the article in Business Insider by saying, if you're looking, if you live in Texas, you're looking to get out of Texas, Business Insider wants to hear from you. (laughs) That was their article. Business Insider says that, look, if if Trump dies in the next few weeks before January 1st, the states will need to adjust their filing deadlines. But if Trump dies during the primary season that ends in mid-June, some states may postpone their scheduled primaries. But whenever it happens, when Trump dies, dot, 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 the Republicans are going to make some differences, some changes to their primary. A newspaper in America. 
who has already decided, I guess, that he's going to die during the primary season and uh, the, the Republicans better figure out what they're going to do. Meanwhile, Chris Christie is blaming Donald Trump for all of the anti-Semitism in America. Chris Christie saying to Dana Bash yesterday on CNN, well, yes, of course, because she asked the question, of course, she's with CNN. Do you think Donald Trump had anything to do with all the anti-Semitism we see in America? Well, of course. He's the one who's critical of other people. And when you're critical of other people, well, that just opens the door for all this anti-Semitism we're seeing in America. The reason we see all the Jew hate in America is because of Donald Trump. Even though Donald Trump was one of the most pro-Israel presidents in American history, took several unprecedented actions to fight anti-Semitism, including signing an executive order extending civil rights protections to Jewish students on college campuses in America. He was the one that moved our embassy from Tel Aviv down to Jerusalem and said this is the forever home of the Jews. He was the one that came up with the Abraham Accords and really was on track for peace in the Middle East. He was the one that destroyed ISIS. The current wave of anti-Semitism has nothing to do with Donald Trump. It's being driven by radical left-wing opposition to Israel that we see happening here ever since October 7th. These people were raised in the education system in America to hate Israel. That's exactly what happened. And, and their Messiah, a guy by the name of Barack Hussein Obama, is an anti-Semite himself. He's an anti-Jew himself, Barack Obama is. The anti-Semite, the rise in anti-Semitism that we see happening in America today, lies at the feet of one man and one man only. If you want to blame one man in American politics, and his name is Barack Obama, he started it. He's the guy who created this current wave of anti-Semitism that's happening in our country today. All right, six fifteen. Trey Ware, KTSa from my friends over at Hicks Carpet One. When you want to take a look at new flooring for your home, Hicks Carpet One is the way to go. We had a house full on Thursday. Everybody was there for Thanksgiving, and you know what? I didn't worry about. I did not worry about the flooring one little bit. Yes, stuff got spilled, you bet. Yes, chairs were pushed around on the floor. Yes, all that happened. I didn't worry about it. You know why? Because we have the luxury vinyl plank flooring from Hicks Carpet One. The flooring with the with a look of hardwood, but it's scratch-resistant. It's waterproof. It's easy to maintain. It's pet-friendly. It's durable. And yes, you can spill mashed potatoes and gravy and turkey on top of it, and it survives. It survives quite well uh, to the point where you don't even have to worry about it. It's the most amazing stuff. Plus, they have carpet. Plus, they have all the hardwood that you could dream of. Plus, they have the history at Hicks Carpet One. The Hicks family's been in this business since 1935. I hope you'll check them out and find out more about the beautiful guarantee. If you don't like your Carpet One flooring for any reason, they'll replace it for free. HicksCarpetOne.com. AccuWeather forecast, partly sunny, 55 today and 61 tomorrow. It's 46 right now, KTSA. Taking a look at our... Rub it in. <laughs> Some fireball with pit bow, baby. Uh, a, a six twenty KTSA. I um, yeah, I had tickets to to Pitbull and Ricky and Ricky Martin. They were here last Friday. No, 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 last Sunday. And I had bought some really good tickets on the floor. I mean, you know, right up against right. stage B. Sure. And this was going to be good. But when we got back from the cruise, <laughs> we got back on Sunday afternoon, and the, and the concert was, was Sunday night. I couldn't go. I could not move. I was so tired. Did you at least resell them? Uh, no, I tried. 
Ah, damn no, I just total total screw up, man. Did anyone get to use them? No. Oh no. No. See, here's what happened. I first of all, I called everybody that I knew that would be interested in doing that. You know, clients and friends and so on. I said, Hey, do you want to go? You want to go? And then I sent texts, and they were like, No, can't go, can't go, can't, can't do it. So I had had it up on the uh, on the Ticketmaster site, and no, man, nobody, no, nobody wanted them. So. I missed. You know. oh, and I, yeah. I've seen him before. It's a great show. Right. It, it, killer show. I just could not muster it after we had the uh, the, the cruise, which let me just get into that a little bit. Can we talk about that for now? Sure. Just real quick. Um, I decided for the first time in a long time, I get a lot of vacation time because I've worked here forever since dirt, but I never take it all and I, a, ever. The longest I've ever been off is a couple of weeks when the kids died. That's it. And I never take it a couple weeks at a time, ever. I'll take a few, you know, a couple days here or there or whatever. So um, I always take Thanksgiving week and the week between Christmas and New Year's. Always. I've done that since the beginning of my career. All right? Well, when we scheduled our veterans cruise with our travel company, I didn't realize that it was going to be two weeks in a row. So, you know, that we had it scheduled and then going right into Thanksgiving week. So, again, I appreciate Sean getting up in the middle of the night to come in here and, and do the show, and I, I understand he did a great job, and I really appreciate that. I appreciate all you guys and, and J.D. and him doing uh, the later morning and all that kind of stuff. That was really, really meant a lot to me to be able to get away and go do that. I forgot about the cruise, and yeah. I texted Don, and I said, how did his pool become an ocean? <laughs> <laughs> Overnight, right? Yeah. And then I was like, oh. Well, let me tell you right. what happened. Well, we just we just came to the conclusion that you bought the property behind yours. <laughs> yeah. And extended your pool. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. So let me tell you what happened. A, a year ago, we were on one of these cruises, and they do a phenomenal job of honoring veterans. And so uh, every cruise where they sing the national anthem and they play taps and they do all that honor all these veterans. So we decided we were going to, with our travel company, put together a veterans cruise. We call it the heroes cruise. It was for veterans and first responders. So we had a bunch go. We had over 40, 42, 45, something like that. Who went with us it was wonderful. Great. met some wonderful people. Um, and we had a really good time. We played military trivia together and we did story time where they could tell stories of you know their their battles and everything that they have gone through, and then of course the big celebration on the last day, uh, and we're looking forward to doing it again next year because it was just such a, a huge success. We had them say the Pledge of Allegiance, and as soon as we can get it loaded in our t- system and all that, we're going to play the the Pledge of Allegiance from our veterans who went on the cruise. I, I have a story from your cruise. Do you? Because even though you were you know far away from from me, you were yeah. in the middle of the ocean somewhere, right? You still found time last Friday. <laughs> To send me that goofy video that you send me every Friday. <laughs> no, Elaine, you've got to get in the, on this. The chicken wings and honey sauce, lady. <laughs> the every biscuits. Friday I get that from Trey. <laughs> the biscuits. Yeah. Yeah. Taste the goodness of the biscuits. You had a Thanksgiving remix going on this weekend. <laughs> what I did, when I got to the to the buffet on the cruise ship, I found a biscuit. And yeah. I took a picture of me t- biting a biscuit. And I sent it to Don saying, I'm tasting the goodness of the biscuits. (laughs) I get it every Friday. (laughs) That's a great. Whether I like it or not. That's a great little gag. (laughs) That's a great gag we got going. Anyway, so we got back and missed the the whole Pitbull thing. And then, of course, the week was Thanksgiving. And what had happened was we we stopped doing a lot of the holiday stuff. We just quit doing a lot of it And um, after the kids passed. And uh, and it, this year we decided let's go ahead and host Thanksgiving, right? So we asked uh, the family, 
you know, you guys want to come to Thanksgiving? They said, well, sure. And some of them, we, we were hedging our bets because some of them were supposed to be out of state. And we thought, hey, we're going to be fine. Well, they canceled their out-of-state trip to come to Thanksgiving at the house, right? Yeah. So it just grew exponentially over time. We called the crew, said, hey, do you guys want to come? And they all the crew said, heck, yeah, we'll be there, so on and so forth. So we ended up with like 30-some-odd, right, on the list to come to the house. And I'm like, oh, man. So all last week, we were up every morning going to all the various grocery stores and everything, trying to buy everything we had we could find to feed everybody last week. So by the time Thursday night rolled around, we were done. We were toast. And it's good to be back here where I can actually rest a little bit. Yeah, take a break. Yeah. Right? No kidding. Isn't it weird how that happens? Uh, it's, yes. You come here to get away from the real world. <laughs> well, and, and one of the things I found out, with, with everything that we talk about with, you know, Israel and all the big news stories of the day that we've been dealing with, life goes on. Yeah. So all these people are out there and they're living their lives and they're doing well. But I have to tell you about Victoria real quick. Vicky, as we called her, was one of the bartenders on the ship from Latvia. She said, I love everybody but those Polish people. And <laughs> I said, yeah, no, there's probably a reason or two for that. They're getting along quite well now, but they yeah. have a history, right? Yeah. But she always had a smile. No matter whatever was going on, no matter how busy she was, she, Vicky was always smiling. So about the fourth day into the trip, I had to ask her, why do you always have such a beautiful smile on your face and a happy disposition? She's one of those people that just lights up the area wherever she is. You she know was what I'm your saying? bartender? She was. She was the bartender. But, you know. It, She's it, nipping it, on that hoop. <laughs> <laughs> that might be it. She might have intravenous back there behind yeah, the bar right? or something like that. Hey, somebody has to sample it before <laughs> passing it on to the consumer. Well, you know, it, it, in the service industry, sometimes you run across people who are not, not in a great mood. And we didn't see a whole lot of that on the cruise. We saw one guy that had a little bit of an attitude. Uh, but she never did it. I, I asked her. I said, why do you have such a beautiful smile on your face all the time? She said, because I have a short memory. <laughs> it certainly helps. <laughs> Isn't that great? Yeah. Now, if that's not some life philosophy for you right there, why do you have such a great smile on your face? i got a short memory, Trey. A short memory leads to big smiles. So take that with you for, for what it is. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, Joe Biden snubs. Who in the Thanksgiving proclamation? And there was a Thanksgiving picture that the vice pres put out that's getting a little controversy this morning. I can't wait to tell you about that, too. Trey Ware, KTSA. With the honey sauce. <laughs> to get that honey sauce on me. <laughs> I don't like the way it tastes with my chicken wings. <laughs> the Black Friday sale was a huge. 636 now, Trey Ware, KTSA. 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. You can call or text, or you can email Trey at KTSA.com. So the original Thanksgiving time, Abraham Lincoln said, No human counsel hath devised, nor hath any mortal hand worked out these great things. They are the gracious gifts of... Of the Most High God, who, while dealing with us in anger for our sins, hath nevertheless remembered mercy. And then, of course, Lincoln went on to thank Almighty God for the gifts so consistently enjoyed that we are prone to forget the source from which they come. That was pretty awesome words. Lincoln sure could do it.
Ronald Reagan did it. George Bush did it. Bill Clinton did it. George W. Bush did it. Donald Trump did it. Talking about recognizing Almighty God for his blessings on Thanksgiving. There's only two presidents in modern history that have not. Barack Obama was one of them. He refused to acknowledge God during Thanksgiving. The the you know quintessential and the ultimate when it comes to um, Christian holiday. Well, of course, we've got the others. Resurrection Sunday we call Easter and Christmas, which is coming up. But Thanksgiving is all about giving thanks to the Almighty for his blessings upon this country. Barack Obama said, nah, you know... I'm sure in his own mind, <laughs> when when you're God in your own mind, because everybody else is telling you you're God, you wouldn't think another God, would you? Joe Biden didn't either this past Thursday. He said Lincoln had established this national holiday to honor the blessings of our country. But that's it. The blessings of our country. Not the blessings of God upon our country but the blessings of our country, said Joe Biden. Meanwhile, his vice president and her husband, they posted a picture of them in the kitchen. Kind of a cute picture. They're together standing next to the stove as they're cooking up Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> yeah, right, hearty, har, har. What was interesting was they're standing next to their stove. And if you look at their stove, it's a gas stove. <laughs> you know, the administration that tells you that gas stoves are ba bad, particularly for black people. You remember? remember how this administration told you that gas stoves are killing black people? And there she is, standing right over a gas stove, I guess cooking up Thanksgiving dinner over a gas stove. Rules for thee, but not for me. Yeah, these people are all fakes, 1,000% fakes. A recent NBC News national poll revealing that a majority of Americans, now 52%, say that there is a gun in their home. That's up from the previous years. In addition to the NBC poll, Harvard finding out 6 in 10 voters believe that owning a gun is necessary for protecting themselves from criminals. That is absolutely true. Down at the border, they have cut off the social media pictures and the social media accounts of how many people are crossing the border. Why? Because it's getting worse. It's not getting better. More and more people are coming into the country illegally, and they are committing crimes across America and against Americans time and time again. So now, instead of dealing with the issue, as we've been talking about for a long time, instead of working to stem the tide of all the people who are coming into the country illegally, let's just hide the facts so you won't learn how bad things are and the fact that things are getting a lot worse now, which is exactly what's going on. By the way, Joe Biden has also instructed the agents, the uh, Customs and Border Patrol agents, to ask the immigrants what they want to be called when they come into the country. What is your preferred pronoun? Do not just assume because a guy who is coming into the country illegally looks like a guy that he's a guy. You have to ask him first. As if these people with the, with the Border Patrol, as if they don't have enough already to do, right? I mean, 
supposedly they're stopping people, but they're really not. What they're doing is they're processing people. That's what they do now. Border Patrol is, is processors. That's what they do. They process people to get them into the country. It's not their fault. that this, They're taking orders. Th- th- then when they're not doing that, they're snipping the fence that Greg Abbott put up and keeping the fence torn down so more people can come in, again, on the orders of Alejandro Mayorkas. And now what they have to do is when they come into the country illegally, they have to say, do you prefer to be called boy, man, dog, woman? What do you, what do you prefer? And that's when they know what to call them. They just, there's orders now to, to ICE and to Border Patrol. Don't just assume and say, hello, sir. Mr. So-and-so, Mrs. So-and-so, no, don't do that anymore. You have to ask them and then call them whatever they choose to be called. And if you screw it up, like Jimmy Fallon did the other night, if you screw it up, then you can be fired. What did Jimmy Fallon do the other night? Jimmy Fallon had a guy that's in the uh, Hunger Games now, pretending to be a girl now. He's, you know, dressing in a girl clothes and all that kind of stuff. Came on to promote the new movie. What is the guy's name anyway? Hunter Schaefer. Hunter Schaefer. Hunter's dressed in a dress, got fake boobs, the whole you know, the whole nine. So, but he's a guy. You know, he's got he's all he's all guy, uh, but he just dresses like a woman. Said for Halloween, I was obsessed with how the Capitol people were in costume and made my own costume. And then Fallon said, "Oh, bud, it's unbelievable. This is really cool. Now you're in the Hunger Games as a Capitol person, showing support." to this person who is a guy just dressing like a girl, wants everybody to acknowledge that he's a girl, but he's really a guy. Jimmy Fallon called him Bud. Hey, Bud. That's great. It's amazing that you're in the Hunger Games. Well, now Hollywood has lost its flipping mind, and they're going after Jimmy Fallon for calling a dude dressed as a chick Bud. Now, I've been around teen girls because, you know, we have a couple of grand girls. I've heard them refer to each other, girl to girl, dude and bro. I've heard them do it, okay? So this is common vernacular. But beyond that, do you realize how stupid and absurd this truly is? That he says, hey, bud, and now he's being raked over the coals. And I'm no, I'm no fan of his. I'm just, I don't care you know, if he gets raked over the coals or not. I'm not trying to stand up for him. What I'm standing up for is... <coughs> right thinking <laughs> the truth <laughs> and i'm standing against the you know the, the whole idea that if you call a guy in a girl's clothing bud that you should lose your job and be canceled how ridiculous a thought is that and that's exactly what he's facing right now cuz he called a dude in a dress bud truth hurt much i don't know Got to tell you about Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC. At Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC, they're always on duty and always ready to take care of whatever your needs are when it comes to your heat and AC needs. And here we are at 46 degrees. Going to get colder as the morning goes on. Tomorrow morning is going to be even colder. So I don't know if you actually turned on the heater yet in your home, but now might uh, be a really good time. And our friends over at Quarter Moon can come out and make sure the heater is going to work great for you all winter long to make sure you're warm and toasty. And if you ever have a problem with your 
your heating system or your plumbing or your AC, these are the guys to get in touch with at Quartermoon. They'll roll the truck to you, quartermoonplumbing.com. Quartermoonplumbing.com is where you get them. They'll get somebody out, take care of your problem, your, your plumbing problem. Well, that's a headache, obviously, but it does not have to ruin your entire day or week. Don't let it. Get the pros at Quarter Moon out there to take care of it at all times. That's QuarterMoonPlumbing.com. Quarter There's no Moon. better way to celebrate the holidays than with new... Courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Hey, that was cool. Those were our uh, veterans on our veterans cruise who were doing the Pledge of Allegiance. That was awesome. Thanks very much. Uh, 6.50 now. 210-599-5555. Still looking for people to call in and support Greg Popovich as he was... <laughs> don't boo man go ahead and play it jimmy and then we'll do carl eggers and uh and we'll talk some more about i i, I can't find anybody that is that, that that's backing pop on any of this go ahead excuse me for a second pops on the we mic stop all the booing, let these guys play it's got no class it's not who we are knock off the booing knock off the booing. then they just booed louder because they started booing him they were booing Kawhi. so uh pop the rudest man in the NBA, the rudest man with the San Antonio Spurs, is complaining that the audience is being rude to Kawhi. <laughs> hey, Pop, you're 3-14, and 14, baby. You might want to look at your basketball team and do some work there. Quit worried about what people are saying. All right, 210-599-5555. And Carl Eggers, CreatingRicherLives.com, is joining me right now. What's going on in the world of high finance, uh, Carl? Well, it's a uh, it's Cyber Monday, which I have to I have to laugh at because we all know that every day's a Cyber Day, and you know these the people are watching Wall Street's watching to see you know what's going on with consumer spending, and I think you know we're we're seeing right now the stores not near as crowded as we've seen in you know ten years ago, fifteen years ago, when there used to be lines out the door at the Best Buys, you know, wrapped around the building, and I think that's a couple of things. I think it's number one, you know, you and I. Our listeners, we get sales emailed to us all the time. You shop one brand, they're going to start emailing you sales, you know, pretty much weekly. So everybody knows sales are kind of a joke. And Black Friday, Cyber Monday, it just does not have the same effect it used to. So I don't think we're going to get a lot of information coming back to us on how the economy is doing. Um, but we are seeing the stock market rally for the fourth week in a row, and it's because interest rates continue to come down. And as I've said, I think, you know, they're coming down because inflation is slowing. However, we have to look at the reasons behind inflation slowing. And does it does it just continue to slow and stop and we get to this kind of cruise control on the economy? Or does it keep going and things continue to get worse, given that we have all these lag effects, meaning all these th things the Fed did in the last several months are starting to kind of kick in now. And it's going to continue for a while. And so I think it's kind of be careful what you wish for. Yeah, we want a little lower interest rates to boost the stock market and to help, you know, refinancing homes and all that. But if that's happening, it may be because the economy is slowing a little too much. And so that's still a concern. But right now we're kind of in this Goldilocks period. I think the next thing that happens, Trey, in the next few months is the economy is going to continue to slow a little bit. And pretty soon you're going to hear people saying the Fed needs to be cutting. What are they doing? Why are they waiting so long? And the Fed's already told us they're not going to do that anytime soon. And so we're going to get this period, I think, where they're throwing a little temper tantrum and the stock market starts to get a little bumpier because they want the Fed to cut. We're used to them doing that. Anytime there's any problems in the economy, yeah. they start cutting interest rates, right? 
Well, uh, first of all, you know, I think the interest rates have eased off the past couple of weeks because home sales have gone completely off the charts. I mean, they're gone. They've just they've dropped to nothing. And um, and that's nationwide. Um, I've known people here in the past few months that have been trying to sell a home that couldn't because when you're talking about over 8% for an interest rate when people are used to, you know, less than 2 or right at 2 for many, many years, um, you know, it, this this is a hard thing. So I think they're easing off on that. But you're absolutely right on the, on the cyber sales. I was talking about this earlier today that, you know, Black Friday has turned into Cyber Friday. Uh, and, and, and Cyber Monday is, is, you know, and also ran. It's so much easier to shop online. And these places like the, the, the box stores and stuff, uh, you know, like Walmart, they're starting to really pay attention to what Amazon is doing. And I mentioned this before, and I really believe that those uh, Walmart stores in every neighborhood are going to be nothing but a, a distribution warehouse. That, that's going well, to get, get your stuff to you in two minutes. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say the biggest discount we've seen the last few months. Yeah, the five finger discount. Yeah, <laughs> that's the that's the problem that right. all these big box stores are dealing with is people stealing stuff. Well, and and the cops in the local area saying, "Well, we're not going to do anything." About right, it. Just, and just you know what, Carl, there. you're absolutely right. And Don brought that up earlier this morning in that when they transfer all those WalMarts into distri- you know neighborhood distribution warehouses, that's going to stop all that. And and so a lot yep. of these companies are looking at that. Carl, thank you so much. Carl Eggers, CreatingRicherLives.com. One thing I did want to bring up was uh, Macy's Parade on this past Thursday. Jimmy sent me a video because something that you didn't see on TV, and I asked several people if they if they saw it. No, not, not I watched both channels. They didn't show it? No, nothing. On Macy's Parade on Thursday, what, did, what happened? A uh, buddy of mine's up there with his kid for the whole holiday weekend, and outside his hotel window, people started uh, protesting, lining the streets, they were getting handcuffed by the NYPD, uh, and then I saw one float with Native Americans on it that held up the Palestinian flag. All right, right. But and they were they were Palestinian protesters. The Palestinian protesters, which yeah. is the left wing in America today, that were raised in left wing schools, and they had actually gone out in the street and tried to glue themselves. Oh, I didn't know that. Part. Oh, yeah. <laughs> tried to glue themselves yeah, to Fox the streets. Was talking about it all morning. Were they this morning? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. no, no, no. That morning. That morning they were. Yeah, so they glued themselves to the street trying to block the parade, trying to make a big deal out of this. So it was Fox News, Elaine, that was talking about it? Yeah. Okay, because on CBS. They CB- weren't going to yes. give them the publicity. Yeah, on CBS right. and uh, NBC, they did not show any of that, of No, course. they didn't. They Because I had NBC on, you know, and they didn't yeah. show one. They just ignored it totally and completely. And did their drag queen show and and all the other stuff. But they didn't pay any attention to this, you know, whatsoever. And you know how I feel about that. If you're dumb enough to glue yourself to a street, then you're, (laughs) then you know what? Whatever happens to you is righteous. Como se dice speed bump. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Kablunk, kablunk, and keep on going. It's like the guys that have been gluing themselves to the fuselage of airplanes. They're climbing up on the wings and gluing themselves to the airplane. You know what? Take off. Go flying, baby. Let's let's see how far you go. Oh, uh, that's so cruel and heartless. No, Burn your wings. You do that once or twice, and you won't have to do it anymore. And the same is true with these guys that glue themselves to the streets in front of parades and stuff. You know what? So you were dumb enough to do it. Enjoy whatever you get. Don't do the crime if you can't pay the time, baby. Did you see this? Uh, the musical Shucked, the corn song. I did not. All right, I'm oh, I did see that. I did. See, what in the world? What is that from a Broadway show? And it's on tour. Oh my yes. gosh, this was horrible. 
They had ears of corn, and they were, I thought it was sexual. I was like, what, is this a porn show? They did, the lyric was, corn goes, same goes in as coming out. Coming out, out, and it doesn't change, and all that kind of stuff. This was on Macy's Parade. That was was very awkward. And then they were. They They had a couple of uh, shows that they were debuting on Mm -hmm. Broadway or off off Broadway. Should be off everything. (laughs) I said on off. Facebook, if you don't like musicals, do you hate this parade? It was, <laughs> it was musical, musical, that's, musical. That's all it was, right? Totally. It's, the whole thing was that. And they didn't even have many floaties this year. But whatever. It was just, I, I felt cheated. It was a waste of time. Glad I had other things to do. Uh, coming up after uh, 7 o'clock, 7.05, it's Ware and Rima back together here on KTSA. We're going to talk a little bit about the coach. We'll talk about Joe Biden uh, apologizing to terrorists, Derek Chauvin being stabbed in prison. And, yeah, the numbers for babies being born in America has improved. I'll tell you why. Coming up, KTSA. The Ramsey Reality Check is brought to you by...